This is Dennis Rican, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. And we are live, Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show, second one of the 2019-2020 season. I am Colin Likas. We'll be joined later by Jim Rosso. He's currently uh, out and about in the lobby. Also got Evan Kahn here running the show tonight. And uh, we didn't have any student athletes in here uh, last week. We were just trying to get our our feet under us, basically. But uh, now we are glad to resume that tradition that we had during football season where we brought in two to three kids from various programs around the area, had them uh, talk up their teams. Uh, We're starting uh, for basketball with the St. Thomas More boys. And I've got three of their athletes from Alexander. Anderson's team joining me today. Got JP Hoffman, got Tyron Lee, and I've got Dawson McGreeny. So guys, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, Dawson, let's lead off with you uh, sitting right next to me here. Just uh, uh, talk to me about how the season's gone for you guys so far. I know your only losses to a team out of Indiana, so you have to be pretty happy uh, with that win over Paris and some other wins so far. Uh, how are you guys feeling about the direction of the program? Uh, it's going in the right direction. I think we've starting to come together as a team and like feel how we play together and connect and it's going in the right direction i know things went pretty well for you guys last season as well what building blocks were put in place last season that you feel like uh, have allowed you guys to, to get off to a hot start here this year uh, i just feel like we started the way we practice and the way we bond together started last year and we kind of try to carry that over to this year and just keep the tradition going and we really focused and just got to it this year sure and Tyron, uh, I, I mentioned uh, Alex running the program. He used to run the Lost Salette Boys program. Now he's been at St. Thomas More for a couple years. Uh, what has Coach Anderson brought to this team, and how are you guys uh, liking the, what he does for, for you guys as a coach? Um, I think he's bringing a lot to the team as just a whole, like as in just bringing us together as a team and like showing us what our roles is and actually like helping us as a coach. And uh, just, just as far as his, his coaching style, I mean, what are what are some of the uh, the points that I guess you, you like in what he brings to the table and uh, why he's been able to connect with you guys so well? Um, I think it's his uh, defense, the way uh, we play as a team. I think it starts as, off as defense, and I think that's what he like prizes us on, really. Sure, sure. And uh, JP, uh, I can't totally disconnect you from, from soccer yet because you had a pretty good season, all-area first-team soccer player. Uh, I know you're not the only guy from a fall sport who's had success and then brought it into the winter season, but do you feel like the success that you guys have had at different fall sports kind of carries over into this winter season? It's kind of helping you guys out with the mentality? Uh, I think that's something that's really unique about STM. Uh, there's not a lot of students there, so everyone kind of gets involved in all the sports there. Um, it kind of creates a community of athletes. Basically, everyone either plays a sport or is uh, talented in the play or uh, they sing or something along those lines. Everyone brings something to the school. Um, so uh, the transition from fall sports to winter sports is no different. Um, everybody is already – all the athletes at the school are already kind of a community. So 
um, to see people or to basically play with people who've played football. Uh, it's just kind of nice to like get to know the people that you don't get to play with otherwise. And you talk about the STM community. I mean, I know when I go to, to volleyball matches, I see the, uh, the student section is real big. I'm guessing you guys have a good support system for basketball as well. How have, the, how have the fans responded to you guys so far? I know you haven't been at home a ton for games yet, but what has that support been like for you guys? Uh, in a transition from soccer to basketball, it's been insane uh, <laughs> because uh, we don't really get any fans at soccer games. Uh, but, um, yeah, the fans have been great. Uh, like I said, uh, we're a great uh, tight-knit community. Um, and although small, our student section is very mighty. Talking with three members of the St. Thomas More Boys Basketball Program, J.P. Hoffman, Tyron Lee, and Dawson McGreeny. Uh, Dawson, I know uh, the scoring seems very balanced uh, for you guys, but I know you've been uh, near or at the top of the chart throughout the season. Uh, what's allowed you to excel in this offense, and uh, how are you feeling about your offensive game right now? Um, I think we all like know our roles and – it's not a one-man show. We all, we, like, we depend on each other. And one game, someone could have 15, and the other, someone could have 10. And it's all about putting it together. And as long as we win, we're all happy. That's all that matters. Sure. And Tyron, I know I've seen your name up there as well. Also seems like you, you have a pretty good handle on rebounding the ball as well. Uh, what's the mentality on this team as far as rebounding goes? I mean, I know some teams, you, you got that one guy who really brings down the boards. Other teams, it's like uh, gang-style rebounding. You just send everybody down there, hope for the best. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys specialize in? I say I think it's just effort. That's the biggest key is it doesn't matter if you're the smallest or biggest guy on the team. You just have to have effort and I think that's what we all bring as a team okay and JP Tyron was talking about the the defense that uh, coach Anderson uh, kind of instills in you guys uh, what uh, I guess what does it take to uh, to to grow into the defensive style that you guys uh, like to play and how do you guys feel like you've done defensively so far this season uh, is there room for improvement still with that uh, there's definitely room for improvement there's always room for improvement uh, I think what goes into defense is basically just a mindset. Uh, a lot of guys, especially our age, are just looking to score. Um, they're always looking to get in the paper, get all the glory. But um, the way Coach Anderson coaches us is that our offense comes from our defense. Uh, and uh, I think that's just kind of the main thing. Um, he, in practice all the time, we're just working on turning our defense into our offense rather than relying on half-court offense to get our buck buckets. Yep. And uh, I think that's just the biggest key is that our defense kind of is our offense. Okay, okay. Well, uh, Dawson, the uh, the Illini Prairie Conference got some good teams. I know locally for us, <coughs> you guys, and uh, and Prairie Central are off to a good start, and St. Joseph Ogden as well. Uh, what are some games you guys are looking forward to as you start to get into conference play after the, after the Christmas uh, tournament? I mean, we're we're taking it one game at a time, but mm -hmm. I think we all look forward to Unity, St. Joe, and just big games like that. But we just got to focus on one game at a time and take it slow. Okay. And Tyron, uh, how uh, capable do you guys feel like you are possibly uh, winning this Illini Prairie this year? I know that's a little ways off, and like uh, Dawson just said, it's one game at a time. But I, I'm sure that's probably something you guys have aspired to. So what's it going to take to get that done? Um, I think the biggest thing is just being a team and – like Dawson said, just knowing your role, I think that's the biggest part of our team right now because I feel like we have guys that could go off for 15 or 20, but I think it's not about that. I think it's just as playing as a team. So I feel like we could be anybody, honestly. 
Sure. And uh, JP, the uh, State Farm Holiday Classic coming up as well. That's never easy to play in. I know it's kind of a loaded field. How are you guys uh, approaching that tournament and what you hope to get out of it? Uh, right now, we're kind of just focused on Tuesday and Friday, sure. uh, Fisher and Springfield. Uh, however, I think we have big hopes for the State Farm Tournament. Um, I think if we play well, we have a chance to do uh, really well and uh, shock a lot of people in that tournament. Sure. Now I'll uh, ask each one of you guys uh, about this, just about uh, maybe your favorite moment playing basketball for St. Thomas More so far. It doesn't even have to be this season. It could just be your, your time at St. Thomas More, maybe something that's been meaningful to you, whether in a game or in a practice, or just something that you're always going to maybe remember about being at STM, being part of the basketball program so far. So Dawson, I'll start with you. Um, I think mine's actually in practice, mm-hmm. um, doing a five-on-five-on-five five five drill, and passing it to another guy and him scoring and seeing him just be happy for our teammates scoring and that just really showed like our mentality this year and just the excitement for our own teammates and not being selfish did you say five on five on five yes okay (laughs) explain how that works to me real quick we go shirts and then we have a jersey so we flip the jerseys yellow and black and a team's on defense on the other side of the court and there's a five-on-five half-court game going on. If you stop them, you get the ball and go down to the other five. Nice. Okay. Very intense drill. Yeah. It sounds like it. sounds very confusing to me, yeah. at least. Uh, Tyron, how about you? Uh, favorite favorite moment from your time so far with STM Boys Basketball? Um, I think, honestly, it was when we were playing uh, Paris. Yeah. And in the fourth quarter, I think we were down by 14. I feel like we were facing adversity. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the team as, like, just come together, like, that just really – like show I feel like how capable we are to like win and stuff like that and that moment really just stuck with me how we came back and won sure and JP you get to round it out favorite moment so far from your time playing basketball at St. Thomas More uh I'd have to agree with Ty uh the Paris game uh was probably my the fourth quarter especially was probably my favorite memory uh just because uh, with as young as this team is, uh, this team is going to be good for the next two or three years. And um, with as young as they are, it was very impressive to me just uh, how much everybody cared. Uh, kind of going along with the theme of this team of just how everybody's looking for everyone else's success. Uh, everyone just really wanted to win the game as a team. Uh, the bench was getting into it. Uh, we were having subs like like nonstop, just trying to get energy in the game, and everybody was just having a good a good time uh, while we were battling and fighting. And uh, I think that just kind of speaks to the character of this team once again. Well, a uh, good conversation with these three St. Thomas More Boys basketball players, J.P. Hoffman, Tyron Lee, and Dawson McGreeny. Guys, thank you again for taking some time. When we come back, uh, first, we're going to take our first break of the Prep ba- uh, Basketball Confidential Radio Show. Jim Ross will be back to join us. Uh, we're going to break down some girls' basketball in the area. Also going to unveil our girls' basketball top 10, our latest poll. Uh, still the same number one team, but we got some, uh, some new faces in the bottom of the poll, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. Hey, Colin, thanks for letting me back in the studio. No problem, Jim. Didn't appreciate getting <laughs> locked out to start the show. Uh, that was one of the STM kids who did that. They, 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 they said after you, uh, you sent on a snap from all area soccer that they, mm. they were scared. It was good to see uh, Heather McGreeny, uh, Dawson's mom. Yeah. 
sitting out in the lobby listening to her son on the radio. Yep, Neat experience for her. If you're not on Snapchat, do it now. Search for News-Gazette on the app, and you can see Heather pointing towards her son in the studio, trying to embarrass him. It's uh, pretty easy to, to identify the McGreenies. They're, uh, they're, they're a well-connected family at St. Thomas More. And uh, J.P. Hoffman, uh, we had him in here less than a week ago for All Area mm-hmm. Boys Soccer. It was my first time meeting Tyron, though, so I'm glad I got to talk with those three guys. Uh, St. Thomas More boys are making big strides. Uh, they've only lost one game uh, to Park Heritage out of Indiana, so they have not yet lost to a team in Illinois, and they're hoping to keep that going at the really tough State Farm Holiday Classic. Okay, here's the neat thing that Colin Likas does, and I hope uh, a lot of different kids get to experience this. Uh, just like in football, we'll bring in three or four every show the rest of the way. Yep. And these kids are good. I was telling Mrs. McGreeny, man, when I was their age, I would have been a nervous wreck. Oh, yeah. Uh, stuttering and uh, and – and not doing well, but these kids uh, are naturals in the booth. Right, yeah, and uh, we're going to try our best to make it as balanced as possible with the guests. Uh, The difficult thing about girls' basketball, although tonight is kind of a unique circumstance because the snow yesterday wiped out a lot of games tonight, but, I mean, most of the time it is going to be tough to get girls' basketball players in here. Most of the girls' teams play on Monday. That's just a fact of life. A lot of the boys' teams do not play on Monday. I think there's two boys' games tonight versus, like, 25 girls games at least that was the original schedule this snow like i said wipe that out this week but in general it's just going to be tough to bring girls in that said we will do our best to even get some pre-recorded stuff just Uh, just just get some representation here's your challenge call colin if you have an opening and you're coaching an area girls team and say we got some girls here who want to be on the radio Colin will take care of you yeah far and wide i mean you don't have to we can do pre-recorded stuff uh we could do it from an hour away it's it's that easy uh rose hoffman uh a snapchat follower checks in wants to know uh, if she can listen to this after the show and and maybe those who uh, listen live may not know this but the podcast will be available it is every monday night uh, following each show just go to newsgazette.com go to multimedia and click on podcasts evan Kahn will take care of us and uh, get this thing posted or you can listen to like the 15 football shows you did, Colin. <laughs> right. that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk some girls basketball. We're going to unveil the top ten before our next break here. Uh, Got to talk about some local teams both within and outside of the top ten. Uh, I was at the Champaign Central Centennial girls game on Thursday night. Uh, watched Champaign Central post a pretty big win over Centennial. Uh, it was a close game at halftime, a three-point lead, I think, for the Maroons at halftime. But uh, they missed a lot of layups and uh, just struggled hanging onto the ball. So once they fixed those issues in the second half, it was off to the races, and they won by about 30 points. Two things about that game. Go ahead. Uh, thank you to Lauren Larson for taking photos. Yes. Good uh, job, Lauren. She did a great job. And second of all, in the photo that ran in the paper, I noticed <laughs> some uh, bright blue, powder blue tennis shoes the yeah. Maroons were wearing. Explain that. Yeah, um, I was uh, – honestly, the, my first thought was I was worried that something bad had happened to somebody over at Centennial and that Central was honoring somebody uh, who had had some kind of uh, misfortune over at Centennial. But, uh, no, I come to find out that uh, Central – you know, Poncho Moore and his girls, they have a lot of swagger. They like to play with, uh, with fire and intensity, and they don't like to be overlooked. So they basically said, we're going to wear these powder blue shoes because we want to show that we, we run this town right now. So uh, – uh, they showed it on that night. They beat Centennial, and uh, I'm guessing the next challenge, maybe they wear orange shoes against Urbana. Who knows? I mean, that's a lot of money spent on oh, shoes, yeah. I have to imagine. I was going to say, that's a bold move. It's also an expensive move. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if you can make it work, you can make yeah, it work. Uh, but they, they look nice anyway. They're just nice-looking shoes. I kind of liked it, all right? Not that I have central kids, but just the 
Well, you do. They're just not. I, I do. I like the rivalry part of <laughs> oh, things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To, to stir that up a little bit. I, I, I was 50-50 between. It was either a sentimental thing they were trying to, to honor somebody, or they were trying All to right. stir the pot a little, and it ended up being the stir of the pot. Anyway, I don't see the Maroons in your top ten. What is wrong with you, Colin? Well, they they had some struggles outside of beating Centennial. I think they're number eleven right now, maybe number twelve. They're right there. But yeah, uh, so again, I had some adjustment to the bottom of my uh, my rankings this week, and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on in the show uh, another highlight i wanted to bring up was uh out of fisher fisher's not going to be in our top 10 as well they're three and seven three and eight on the season uh, but sydney hood uh, she recently broke a uh, a school record uh she uh, she broke the record for three-point baskets made last week uh, with her 107th in her career not this season in her career if she had 107 already this season that would be historically good uh but 107 in her career is pretty good too so congratulations to sydney hood on that the previous record was held by sydney blackwell with 106 so from one sydney to another uh the fisher three-point record uh congratulations to her on that excellent stuff uh the top 10 which you will unveil you do every week explain one more time for our listeners because it won't be in tomorrow's right edition yeah we're basic i'm basically having to come up with uh two top tens a week uh, because our girls' basketball top 10 runs on uh, th- uh, Thursday's paper. It's basically a way to make it so that we're not having to update the top 10 on the fly. You know, if we ran the top 10 for girls in Tuesday's paper, almost every team's game would have to be updated. We'd end up having to redo the top 10 because some teams would lose and some surprise teams would win. It'd just be a whole thing. So on Wednesday, I mean, almost nobody's playing boys or girls. So it's much easier for us to to get the, the girls' basketball top 10 out on Thursday. We could do boys on on Tuesday because there's almost no boys teams playing on Monday so that uh, prevents us from having to change the top 10 too much on the fly but uh, yeah I'll do a top 10 girls for the radio show on Monday and I'll do another one on Thursday usually they don't change too much but sometimes there are some some games that happen that can cause uh, a little bit a little bit of a shakeup all right you ready for it Colin you want to you want to do it now? You tell me. You ready to go? <laughs> You're the boss. I I'm the boss. I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, that's a, that's a dangerous Ish. precedent to set. Yeah, that's a dangerous precedent to set right there. Ah, yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's hop into it. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into our girls' basketball top ten. Our number ten team. We had a new number ten team last week. We have a new number ten team again this week. It was a team that was definitely on the fringe last week. Uh, the Unity Rockets. No, no. No, no dribbling, huh? <laughs> oh, well, no, I couldn't. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad we're on the same page now. I, I was just staring at Evan Gone, looking for my, my dribbling noise. But uh, anyway, the Unity Rockets are at number 10. Uh, Elise Knudsen, Chloe Reed, and the Rockets off to a good start here. They are at 7-2 and two on the season. Beat Urbana last week, so good win over a bigger school opponent. Uh, big test for Unity coming up tomorrow night. They play at Villa Grove Heritage, mm. who will hear more about here shortly. Uh, they also host Charleston on Thursday, so that's another big school opponent for Dave Elar's team. And speaking of Dave Elar's, we're going to have him on the show later on. He's going to join us for our last segment of the evening. All right, here's what the Rockets have over the other nine teams in your top ten. Okay. Still, after all these years, best gym. Yeah. All right, the Rocket Center remains one of my favorite places to watch a game good gym bad cell reception for me but i have bad cell reception i don't, I don't care about gyms. you colin <laughs> I, I care about our listening audience and, uh, <laughs> if you fair. haven't had a chance to 
you know, we did the big story on all the upgrades this mm-hmm. fall yep. from the Unity Athletic yeah, Facility. Three million dollar package. That Rocket Center kind of set the tone back in the day when they oh, built yeah. that thing. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, carry on, Colin. Our number nine team this week, up one spot from last week, is the Paxton Buckley Lotta Panthers. Panthers are oh, yeah. seven and three. They beat Clifton Central last week in a Sangamon Valley Conference game. They are at Moments on Thursday for more conference action before they jump into the Monticello Holiday Hoopla Tournament, which should have some very good competition in it, as always. Can I touch on gyms again? PBL yeah. goes old school on me. Oh, Love yeah. it. Love it very much. Yes. Not that it has to be everything new and fancy, so PBL, yeah, big they, fan there, too. Good sight lines there, too, for uh, shooting, shooting uh, video footage there. I'll tell you that much. Our number eight team, no change this week in their ranking, is the Oakwood Comets. Comets are 10-2. and two. They beat Centennial and Georgetown Ridge Farm last week, so wins over a big school and then a Vermilion Valley Conference opponent. Uh, big matchup tonight that, uh, as far as I'm aware, has not been affected by the snow that fell here yesterday. It's Oakwood hosting Bismarck, uh, which is a team we will talk about uh, much higher up in these rankings, but that's a huge Vermilion Valley Conference game. Oakwood will then play Salt Fork on Thursday. This week's High School Confidential, you'll read about the Oakwood cheerleaders finishing first at a big suburban tournament over nice. the weekend. There's my comments fact. Perfect. Thank I love you. it. Our number seven team, no change this week for the Ridgeview Mustangs. Ridgeview is one of two teams still undefeated in our area girls scene. They are 10-0. and 0. They beat El Paso Gridley last week. They host Deer Creek Mackinac tonight. At least that's what's on the schedule. Then they visit Fieldcrest on Thursday. Really getting into heart of Illinois conference play are the Mustangs. Our number six team, also no change this week, the Villagrove Heritage Blue Devils. Blue Devils are 9-1 and one on the season. They beat Blue Ridge last week. As I mentioned before, they host the Unity Rockets on Tuesday before entering Bismarck's BSN Classic, which means that Bismarck and Villagrove Heritage could see each other. So that could be, at some point, a top-five matchup, potentially. One of my favorite ADs, Noreen Acton of yeah. Villagrove. And oh, yeah. I say that not just because she listens to the show. All very, right. Very supportive. Or maybe I'm, that's why I'm saying <laughs> No, I very I supportive AD. I, I 100% agree about that. Our number five team this week, again, no change in the rankings for the Sullivan Redskins. Sullivan is 6-2, and two, beat Warrensburg-Latham last week after that uh, narrow loss to Champaign Central. Uh, Sullivan is at Okaw Valley on Thursday before hosting Pena on Saturday. And our number four team down one spot this week, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans are 8-3. and three. They had a tough schedule last week. They lost to Teutopolis, a very good small school program, and then Morton, a very good large school program. So those were two really tough matchups, even though they were both at home for St. Joseph Ogden. Uh, the Spartans are going to try to get healthy when they host Urbana on Tuesday before entering that mm. tough State Farm Holiday Classic. Shout out to Peyton Valley, a two-sport star. Mm-hmm. I'm all about those kids who play more than one sport. That's a three-sport star, I think, because she also, I think, throws in track and field, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Doggone it. Even she does better. it all. Even better. She does it all. Our number three team this week, up one spot in the rankings, the Tri-County Titans. Titans are 9-2. and two. They beat Decatur Lutheran last week. You ready for this score? 65-9. to nine. That's, a, that's a very good defensive effort from the Tri-County Titans. That's what Joe Morrissey's teams have always prided themselves on. Good defense, uh, but a really tough test for Tri-County this week. They're at Paris on Thursday. I think Paris has beat almost every team in our top 10 at this point. It seems like they're, they're playing just about everyone for some reason, and they're beating them all pretty soundly. So, uh, yeah, another, another Paris team. We'll see if Tri-County can be the team to take them down uh, before the Charleston holiday tournament next week 
And our number two team this week, no change in the rankings for the Prairie Central Hawks. Hawks are 9-1. In my mind, they are the class of the Illini Prairie Conference right now. They beat Reed Custer last week, have won two games in a row. Uh, Good test coming up for Prairie Central and hosting Tri-Valley on Tuesday before uh, facing Beecher on Thursday. And then our number one team this week, been the number one team the last little while, the Bismarck heading Rossville Alvin Blue Devils. Blue Devils are the other 10-0 team, although they face a stiff test to that uh, record tonight when they visit Oakwood in Fithian. Uh, They then host Armstrong, Potomac, and Seeger out of Indiana later this week before hosting their own BSN Classic, formerly known as the Blue Devil Classic, but they had to change it because Piatone also has a Blue Devil Classic, and we just don't want to get people confused. What's up with the water in Bismarck? Because I know you do a lot of vault area teams in a good way, not bad water, all right? I was was worried there was something I had missed. Um, Yeah, we we had talked about that, actually. Yeah, there's at least like one Bismarck kid on almost all of our fall all area teams, first teams this year it's very interesting because bismarck obviously is not a, a huge school even with all of the different towns that are involved in the uh, athletic cooperative so yeah it's uh, it's been a great start to the season and the boys team uh no surprise here is also within the top five of the boys hmm. side because they're also undefeated so i mean they're just they're winning everywhere they're all winning right. everywhere at bismarck you're getting uh, the thoughts of colin Lycus, uh, the master of all things preps in our area uh, great to hear uh, colin well-rounded love your coverage uh, we'll uh, dip into the boys uh, side of things after this break The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. 631 downtown Champaign, Jim Rosso, Colin Likas, Evan Kahn. Shout out to Cole Grimes, Centennial Swimmer, just joined us on Snapchat. Excellent. He's very good at the backstroke. Is he? Yes. He said, get tell Likas to get his top 10 in order. Is that what he said? No, he didn't. Well, no Centennial is, is in the top 10 despite suffering a loss to Urbana last week, another oh, game yeah, I was I, at. So. I didn't want to peek in the envelope, so that's good to know. There you go. I'll let Cole know. <laughs> good deal. Uh, one team that is also right around that top 10 conversation. we got quite a few. I was telling Jim during the break. Uh, girls' side, it's been kind of tough. We have a lot of girls' teams that have struggled to get to 500 so far. The boys' side, we do not really have that issue. We have uh, almost too many teams over 500, which... Of course, I just mean that in the sense of too many teams for a top 10, uh, not too many teams uh, to be good. You can never have too many of those. But one of our teams that has been really good is the Paxton Buckley Lota Panthers. They are undefeated on the young regular season so far, and we're glad to be joined now by the head coach of the Panthers, Adam Schonauer. Adam, thank you so much for being part of our show this week. Hey, thanks for having me on. You know, I, I, I can't hear Adam. I think that's part of the problem. You know what? Here, I know why. Watch. Volume up, genius. This is how we use equi- This is how we learn how to use equipment here by knowing that we can't hear anything. Adam, how you doing tonight? <laughs> doing good. Thanks for having me on. Good deal. I, I I still can't hear him, so I think my headphones might just be faulty. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna try something here. I I, I just want to be able to hear Adam, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get this figured out. Adam, hold on one second for me, just so I just so I know I can actually hear you when I'm asking you questions. Otherwise, it's gonna be kind of hard to do this. <laughs> and these ones. All right, let's try this. Adam, can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can. All hear right, you. I can hear you now. So sorry about That's that. Right, I, I think I had the bad headphones. 
but uh yeah thank you again for being part of our show and uh like i mentioned at the top uh your guys are off to a good start this year uh, undefeated so far on the season i mean uh, is this about what you expected from these guys at this point in the season um i wouldn't say expected to be undefeated but we did have a, a good core group of guys coming back um a senior class that did get some experience at the varsity level as sophomores and, and had some success last year's juniors and so we did think that we could potentially have a good year and we kind of hit the ground running though got a little bit of a late start with the football success but I feel like now we're finally getting into a little bit of a basketball rhythm now. Well uh, you guys started things off about as tough as you could by facing a a good Tri-Valley team beating them by six. You got a couple of uh, Sangamon Valley Conference wins already including one over a good Clifton Central team. Uh, which of these wins, which of these four wins for you guys so far has been, uh, mo- or I'm sorry, five wins so far, has been most impressive to to you so far? Um, the one I was excited about was the Clifton Central one. Um, a lot of people just in passing it kind of mentioned they thought they were probably the favorites to win the conference, and, and they do have a really good group of athletes at the junior and senior level right now. And to go up to their place early on, and play a pretty good basketball game against a good quality team and be able to come out with a win uh, against the conference opponent was exciting, and I was proud of our kids with the way they handled it and played. Well, uh, I know one guy who's had a good start to this season has been Trey Van Winkle, at least from a scoring perspective, uh, all-area first-team golfer for the Rantoul PBL Cooperative. Uh, what does he bring to you guys on the basketball court? Trey is since really about the second half of last season, just his confidence has grown. Um, he kind of would settle for three-pointers a lot and, and kind of float on the perimeter. And now he's attacking the rim. He's being aggressive. He's looking for shots in transition and just playing with a lot of confidence. He, he worked really hard um, this past year in the weight room and over the summer getting shots up and trying to expand his game. And now he's reaping the benefits because he's played very well here at the beginning of the season. Talking with Paxton Buckley Loda, boys basketball coach Adam Schoenauer. Uh, who are some other guys that we need to be talking about with this group? I, I recognize a lot of last names. It's just uh, kind of the, the family connections at uh, Paxton Buckley Loda. It seems like every family at least has at least a few kids who go through uh, the different athletic programs. Who are some of the kids you're looking out for? Um, well, we brought back Drake Schrode, and he played as a sophomore, and he's been our point guard, and he's been steady, and and uh, he has the ability to score the basketball as well. He's been very aggressive going to the basket early. Uh, Dalton Bussboom started a lot of games as a sophomore and then as a junior, and he's back. And he's, um, as far as leadership and mental toughness and always battling through adversity, he's, he's rock solid for us. And then a guy like Colton Coy, his game has just grown so much over the years. As a junior high kid and he was a freshman, he kind of played a backup role in and now he's starting for us. I think he's second in scoring and leading us in rebounding. And then Alex Rick has come off the bench and provided really good, consistent minutes for us at the post play. And Gavin Copley's been playing um, a lot. Of, his older brother was the point guard on our team a few years ago, and we had some success. And he brings a lot of those same intangibles that his brother Dalton did, um, being able to, to run the offense and get guys shot. Well, uh, one game I want to talk about, you mentioned the Clifton Central game being important for this group. Uh, that that most recent win, the game uh, against Tolono Unity over the weekend, I mean, just the, the score sheet's a really interesting one for me because, I mean, you've got, uh, what, 11 or 12 kids here who have at least two points. You guys hit eight three-pointers. I mean, is this what we can expect to see from the offense on the regular? Was this more of a unique uh, night? What, how, what are your thoughts on it? I'm hoping so this can kind of be a regular thing for us. We brought back 
seven guys that had quite a bit of varsity experience and then bringing in up some juniors. There were sophomores last year that I think are going to be able to contribute to the varsity level. And then we've, we've also had a couple kids that um, didn't play in the past and, you know, they came back out this year and they're good athletes and, and they're pretty good basketball players. And so trying to get them acclimated at the varsity level as quick as possible. And I like to try and play nine, 10 guys. If you can get to 11, that's kind of tough. And even 12, 13, 14, really tough in a, in a close game to get that many guys in. But if we can get those guys minutes and they can go out there and have some success and have some confidence as a coach, that gives you a lot of flexibility moving forward because you never know what's going to happen with foul trouble and guys getting hurt and the next guy's going to have to step up. Well, uh, you guys have uh, no slouch of a schedule coming up here before Christmas. Uh, get rival Gibson City, Melvin Sibley at home next. I know they uh, lost quite a bit from the team that uh, placed third at state last year, but I'm sure you guys uh, would like to uh, avenge last year's loss to them. And then uh, at Prairie Central, a very good uh, Hawks team uh, later in the week. Uh, how important is this little stretch of games going to be before you guys jump into the uh, the holiday tournament time? Yeah, it's important for us just because, like I said, with us getting a little bit of a late start this weekend, I, I saw some guys finally get into some basketball rhythm and basketball shape and make some shots. And so we want to continue to grow and get better and get into basketball shape. And so it'll be a fun one tomorrow night, a rivalry game, a good friendly, friendly rivalry. And, um, you know, our kids are excited for it. Our, our school is excited for it. And then, like you said, Prairie Central is really good. Uh, lost to Bloomington High School by three points and off to a really good start. They've got some good players, and going up there is going to be no easy task. It's always a tough place to play. And so we're, we're excited for this week and then be able to kind of catch our breath a little bit and head into the holiday hoop club. Yeah, and uh, just rounding this out, we mentioned at the top uh, the two wins over Singamon Valley Conference opponents early on. I'm sure you guys have a lot of team goals uh, that you, you've probably stated amongst yourselves, but uh, is it viable to suggest that this group could contend for a Singamon Valley Conference title off to a 2-0 start this year? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. We we honestly don't talk a whole lot about goals. We just want to go out there and get better every single day and try and improve and be as prepared as possible for the postseason. But you're also trying to win as many games as possible, and you hope that the byproduct is that is that you you know you win some tournaments, you win your conference, you advance in the postseason, and and collect some hardware, and you're proud of your effort at the end of the day. Adam Schonauer, coach of the Paxton Buckley Lota Panthers boys basketball team. Adam, thanks again for giving us some of your time, and good luck to you and the boys the rest of the way. Thank you. appreciate you having me on. And I'm glad I was finally able to hear Adam after a few minutes. But uh, we're going to take our final break of the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. It's about 6.40 here in Champaign. Uh, going to be joined next by Unity Girls Basketball Coach Dave Elars before we break down the latest boys basketball top 10 rankings. So stay tuned. But yeah, for now we've got uh, high school basketball to talk about and uh Wanted to get any more thoughts about girls basketball before we jump into our last interview segment of the night. Real quick, can I have one more shout-out tonight to Raven Russell, the Urbana High volleyball star, signed with Southeastern Community College today at the Mm -hmm. school. That's right. Congratulations to her, one of the better multi-talented kids in the area. Yep, she plays uh, basketball as well for Mm -hmm. Urbana. So, yeah, multi-sport athlete. She plays softball as well. So, yeah, congratulations to her. She's very talented in all three of those sports. I've uh, seen her live in person. But, uh, yeah, we'll uh, 
We'll talk a little bit more boys basketball as well, like I said earlier. Uh, just a lot of good top 10 teams, uh, Paxton, or po- top 10 potential teams, I should mm-hmm. say. Paxton Buckley Lode is undefeated on the season. They beat a Tri-Valley team that St. Joe Ogden lost to by two points. So, uh, you know, that throws a wrinkle into it. Judah Christian was in our top 10 early in the year. They, they've been uh, right around there. Uh, Leroy is also in the discussion. They've lost one time this year. Ridgeview has one loss this year. So uh, we got a lot of teams that are doing big things. But the the thing is, uh, unlike on the girls' side, where some of our bigger school teams have struggled on the girls' side, on the boys' side, these uh, bigger school teams have put up some big, important wins. Uh, they also have some losses, but they've they've beat some really really tough opponents, and that's kind of throwing a throwing a wrench into trying to form a top ten here. Tell you what, you uh, talk to Dave. I'm going to study your top ten and, and dissect it and try to find some fault with it. Okay. And uh, I should be ready by the time you're done. Uh, sounds good. I'll uh, I'll let you pass that test, and we will talk now with Unity Girls Basketball Coach. We're going to pivot to back to girls basketball here. Unity Girls Basketball Coach Dave Elars. Dave, thank you so much for being part of our show tonight. No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. Well, uh, your girls are off to a pretty good start after they open the season with a setback against Paxton Buckley Loda. They've lost uh, just one time the rest of the way. Uh, how does this group, I guess, compare to the one you, the first one that you had last year? I know there was a lot of turnover as far as the roster goes with graduation. So, how are you feeling about this group? Uh, feeling very, very good about this group. Um, yes, we lost uh, four seniors from last year, four starters. So we've uh, kind of uh, come in with. Uh, kind of build around Elise, of course, Elise Knudsen. Uh, but we uh, started another senior, and Martina Meback started junior and Chloe Reed, and then we start two uh, sophomores in uh, Maddie Reed and Taylor Henry. Yeah, and uh, just starting off the uh, the season at the uh, Falcon Bunny Tip-Off Classic, played across Gibson City and Fisher, uh, you get PBL and GCMS and Monticello right off the bat. What did getting to play those teams uh, do for your girls as far as just getting them to, to uh, put some building blocks in place for this season, I suppose? Uh, yes, it did. I thought it was good to have, play those uh, four games in five days, whatever, just kind of get some uh, camaraderie between our, our kids or whatever. Uh, we had a, uh, a great summer uh, with the kids or whatever, and, and the girls have uh, worked very hard so far. So I thought that was a good a good start for us uh, just to see where we are and kind of see what we need to work on or whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting dynamic as we talk about graduating those four seniors. And, you know, with this being your, your second year with the program, obviously you kind of got your system in place. But then by the same token, you're, you're putting all these new pieces into the system, or at least new from a starting standpoint. What has that been like for you kind of getting this team up to up to snuff, I guess, and getting these girls to the level they're at now? Uh, I, I think that, like I say, the summer I think helped us quite a bit. Mm. Um, we played in uh, probably 12 to 15 games during the summer. Uh, the kids got used to each other, used to playing with Elise, and uh, I think that made a big difference. We kind of changed some things around, um, but our kids, uh, our kids have done very well. And um, I told a couple of people, I think by, by time Christmas, the first year gets here, I think we'll be a different team than what you've seen the, at the beginning of the year. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we can't go far without talking about uh, Elise Knudsen. Uh, I wrote a story about her a couple weeks ago in the News Gazette. Uh, I think it's safe to say that she's probably the best athlete in the area who has not yet made the All-Area Girls Basketball first team, but she's definitely setting out to, to change that this year. I mean, just uh, what, what have you seen from her as far as just what she's provided for this team uh, all across the board? I think the biggest thing that she's done is done a great job with is the leadership. Um, she's stepped up uh, both in practices and games, uh, whatever we do. She's, she's the one that leads us. Um, she's always uh, very vocal. Um, 
in the even in the huddles or whatever she you know she'll she'll encourage her teammates um does a great job of that and and uh you know i think they they uh, kind of uh lead, or you know she leads them and they they they're more than willing to follow whatever they see what she does how hard she works in practice and i think it's a a great a great testament to her of just the things that she does for us to help the team yeah, and also just the fact that when I talked to her, she talked about playing a lot of softball during the most recent summer, not not playing as much basketball as softball because, I mean, all these sports can be year-round sports anymore if you want them to be. So, I mean, just the fact that she was playing so much softball and then she, you know, comes back into basketball, she's just, I mean, I don't know if she's scored fewer than 17 points in a game this season. I think that number still stands up. So, I mean, just what does that say about just the, the capability she has on the basketball court? Yes, and and she she would almost rather have an assist than she would make a basket or whatever. I mean, I think that she gets uh, that or rebound or she, if we need somebody to play their best best player, she'll guard them or whatever. Uh, so that's uh, uh, says a lot about her. That this it's more team than it is about what what you know she scores. Even when people try to double and triple team or whatever, we've seen some boxing ones, some triangles and two already, and so uh, that just uh, just shows how you know what other teams how they respect her or whatever. Talking with Unity girls basketball coach Dave Elars and Dave, uh, one thing I was curious about coming into this year with your girls was who would be maybe a secondary scoring option. I know last year we saw Abby Charleston do that a bit. We saw Rice Stacy do that from time to time. As kind of a question of with a lot of these younger pieces, who was going to step up? And so far, it seems like Chloe Reed has been that that girl to step up. I mean, uh, were you expecting that from her? Yes, yeah, she had a she had a great summer. Also, she works real hard. Uh, real good friends with Elise, and I think she's seen the success that Elise had, and uh, she kind of followed that or whatever. Uh, she's like I say, she's stepped up. She's uh, she can dribble, take it off the dribble. She can shoot the three pointer. Um, she plays good defense, uh, and you know that's uh, a big thing for this to be able to follow Elise around and and be with her. And I think that's really helped Chloe a lot. And uh, you talked about the other girls who are starting for this team. Uh, just uh, what are your expectations for the rest of these girls? I mean, obviously you'd like Elise and, and Chloe to keep playing at the level they are, I'm sure. What are your expectations and your hopes for the rest of these girls uh, right now? Well, I think each of us stepped up and had had a good game for us. Uh, Martina Maybach, she had a great one. one. Uh, Taylor Henry does a good job on the boards. Um, she's probably averaging about seven to eight rebounds a game. Uh, and then Maddie Reed, she's, uh, she's our point guard, sophomore point guard. Um, she can also shoot the three very well. Um, and again, I think all of them have kind of, Elise has kind of took them under her wings and uh, they've kind of followed or whatever. And I think that's uh, made it, made a great progress. Those younger kids have made great progress already. Well, uh, playing at Unity, coaching at Unity, uh, I know it brings a unique atmosphere. I mean, Tolono Unity is one of those places where uh, they expect winning there. It doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. Uh, you're expected to go out there and achieve at a pretty high level. I mean, what has it been like for you as a coach? I know you've coached at the, the college ranks at well, but as well, but what has it been like for you to, to coach in this uh, specific location? Um, I, it's, I think it's a great atmosphere. I, I graduated from Unity. I also was assistant coach when Carrie Redeker was here for eight years or whatever, and, and she developed a winning attitude there or whatever and just try to get that back in place. Uh, like you said, it's uh, all sports. What, no matter what it is, every coach is, helps each other out or whatever, encourages each other. If it be the wrestling coach, the boys basketball coach, football, softball, whatever it is, um, everybody's kind of involved with each other, and uh, it makes a great atmosphere to coach in. 
Well, uh, you guys have a, a good holiday tournament coming up in the BSN Classic over at Bismarck. But before that, I mean, you guys were supposed to play Arcola tonight, of course, but the, the weather affected that. Uh, two really good uh, games on the docket here for you guys later in the week, though. You're at Villagrove Heritage on Tuesday, and then you host Charleston on Thursday. I know Charleston's undergone some change in the roster, but still a bigger school opponent. Should be a good test. Uh, what are you hoping to see from your girls in those two games before you get into the Christmas tournament? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great challenge for us uh, where we are. I think Villa Grove has a has a great team. They've had some uh, people coming back or whatever, and we we played them a couple times last year. And uh, looking forward to playing them this year. It's always a it's always a battle. Uh, I know Coach Sappenfield will have his kids ready to play, and and it'll be a, a great battle down in Villa Grove tomorrow night. And then Charleston is a has a a great um, player also in the um, she's only a junior or whatever, but she's she's a great player. So we know what we've got our our work cut out for us. Before we head to Bismarck for the uh, Christmas tournament. Yeah, and then you, you jump right on the horse there with games against Lexington and Bismarck on the first day, the day after Christmas. Bismarck obviously undefeated. You've also got Salt Fork on the schedule. They've been very good so far. I mean, what uh, what are you hoping to get out of that tournament? And, I mean, is it feasible to suggest that your girls could win that tournament? Is that something you guys are discussing going in and doing? Yeah, we uh, always the coach says takes one, one game at a time or whatever, but, you know, that's uh, kind of a goal is that whatever we went start to go there i i know lexington's pretty good i know like bismarck i know mike does a great job up there and look kind of looking forward to playing them we played them during the summer and had a had a great great game with them during the summer so uh yeah we've got our kind of got our stepping stone set uh looking forward to that and like i said we'll uh, start with bill grow tomorrow and and uh our next uh five or six games are going to be uh, all be tough games or whatever so we're kind of looking forward to that very good. Unity Girls basketball coach Dave Elar is taking some time after his team's game got postponed tonight, but we appreciate him uh, stopping by. Dave, thanks again, and good luck to your girls moving forward. Appreciate it. Thanks for the interview. Of course. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those times a year. We, 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 uh, we, we've been pretty good with the weather uh, this school year. Really not much has been negatively impacted by poor weather. Even during the fall, rain really wasn't that big of an issue. Uh, I can't remember losing any football games. We didn't lose a whole lot of soccer matches. Uh, maybe some tennis got rained out, but that's because the court, you know, it's got to be dry to play on it. Otherwise, you risk an injury. And this is the first; uh, these are the first slate of games today during the winter season where the weather's been so negative that they had to call off games. And it's not even all of the games on the schedule got called off. It's mostly stuff to the east and to the south. I think they're still under a winter storm warning in the south uh, of us, actually. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just one of those things in the winter, and you really hope that the uh, Christmas tournaments, the holiday tournaments, are not negatively impacted because there's a lot of good ones going on this year uh, that I will try to get out to and that we will be sure to cover in the News Gazette. Jim, did you get to study your top ten? I did. You did all right. Okay. All right. I, I doubted uh, the accuracy of it. And the accuracy? Mm-hmm. It's subjective. Well, I mean, it's objective and subjective. But y- you know, I'm partial small. to the Big 12 teams, right? Yes. And they're still well represented despite some losses last they week. They are. So I'm okay with what you did. They are, yeah. It's, uh, it's a tough balance because, I mean, you're trying to balance, you know, what would happen if these Big 12 teams went and played against these small school teams. And it's tough to tell because they're very rarely going to match up with each other. Had a chance to go see Champaign Central last week. Uh, they lost mm-hmm. to Morton, but uh, was impressed by... Uh, uh, their style of play, yeah, and uh, they have a bunch of juniors uh, new to the varsity level. Mm-hmm. That, uh, as Coach Finke uh, said in the in the story, these juniors normally don't play at that level, sure, but they are all pressed into a almost a starting role. Several of them, and 
handled themselves pretty well. Yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, if you look at Champaign Central's schedule, I mean, just there's a chance they could have only one or two losses instead of the five that they have. Khalil Terry's not been able to play yet for the Maroons. They're hopeful to get him back on the court this week. Yeah, they lost by one point to Moline. They lost by one point to Morton. They lost by less than 10 to normal community. Uh, we're right there with Rich Woods. I mean, there's there's a lot of good uh, to be hopeful for out of the Maroons, and it's early in the season. And uh, I don't think Jeff Finky minds taking some lumps now if it means that his boys are going to be better ready for Class 3A postseason time. If you look at their uh, four uh, consecutive regional title streaks, each of those teams uh, did not have the best of records oh, no. going up to cent- uh, Centralia. No, even. Central's schedule's tough. It's always It's been like that with Central, Centennial, and Urbana in this area. They always schedule tough. Things maybe don't always work out in the regular season. Then once the playoffs come around, man, I remember two years ago seeing Centennial take on, uh, Centennial take on Danville in the playoffs uh, after Centennial kind of struggled in the regular season, and Danville had lost like two or three games, and all of a sudden here's Centennial pushing Danville mm-hmm. all the way to the limit in a regional semifinal. So that's just one of those things okay. you you take a take a bullet with in hey, twelve basketball. We may need a shot clock to get you through this top ten. Oh, we'll the be show fine. Go. We'll be fine. I'm gonna say really slow. No, <laughs> number ten team this week, uh, new to the rankings, the Prairie Central Hawks. Prairie Central is 8-2 on the year. They beat Donovan, Moments, and Bishop McNamara at the Watsika Tournament to qualify for the final against Cisna Park on Tuesday. Our number 9 team, no change this week, the Tuscola Warriors. Warriors are 4-0. They beat ALAH, Uni High, and Fisher last week as they get really uh, really get their schedule going after a slow start to the year. Uh, they host Villagrove Heritage on Tuesday. Should be a good matchup. Our number 8 team this week, uh, down one spot, the Centennial Chargers. Chargers are 4-4. Four and four. They lost to Urbana and Peoria. It sounds like Peoria is going to be pretty good this year, at least it seems so so far, and Urbana, of course, is very good. Uh, but they did beat Mount Zion to bounce back nicely. Centennial hosts Rantula on Tuesday. Our number seven team up one spot this week, the Cisna Park Timberwolves. Cisna Park's 9-1. and one. They beat Milford, La Salette, and Watsika in the Watsika Holiday Tournament and uh, play aforementioned Prairie Central for the tournament championship on Tuesday. Our number six team, no change this week, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Spartans are 6-1. and one. They suffered their first loss of the year to Tri-Valley by just two points last week. Uh, but if St. Joe's able to beat Champaign Central tomorrow night, that would be a significant win for Kyle Duvall's program. Our number five team, down two spots this week, the Champaign Central Maroons. Maroons lost to Morton and Normal Community by a combined nine points. They host St. Joe on Tuesday. We got to run through our last four teams. Number four, St. Thomas More. Number three, Urbana. Number two, Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin. Number one, Danville. Uh, there was the shot clock. You beat it, Colin. Great job. Oh, we made it. Excellent stuff. Can't wait to see where you wind up this week. Sound, Read all about it in the paper. Sounds like a plan. Online. Thanks, Jim. I'll see you. In just under the buzzer here on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential, we get it on and and we get it done just in time to get out of the way for the Coach Brad Underwood show at Papa Dell's. They're getting ready for that, and you can hear that here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana. No coaches show next week, but we'll be back here next week. Same time, same place. Talk to you then.